Hello listeners, it's Wednesday somewhere and you're listening to Spoiler Alert. This week we will be channel surfing into the wonderful world of cable. Yay! A place where a place where you buy every movie channel because you just want HBO. I'm joined via Zoom teleconference by QVC's Sonia Stanger and a live one-man performance of For the Boys with Sean Dunham. I tricked myself there. I tricked myself. (laughs) As always, a full spoiler alert is in effect. And guess what, guys? The good place? Actually, the bad place. (laughs) Jeremy, please. That is a spoiler. It is. For like four years ago. It's true. I, th- I think time time has passed. Yeah, I think uh, guys, what's what's your relationship to cable? And I'll I'll split this question into two. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship into cable with cable now? And what was your relationship with cable in nineteen ninety seven? Yeah, or as we'll call it for the rest of the show, the before time. The BC. <laughs> BCC. <laughs> before cable, I don't know what the other is. Um, <laughs> Um, I do not currently have cable, as I feel many people in my age bracket do not. Um, Mm -hmm. It's quite expensive. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, And yeah, you got to buy all the channels and packages and stuff. And it's like, you got to buy so many different packages to get the stuff you want. I don't know. It seems complicated. Um, I feel that in the before times, BC... Uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was raised by cable a bit. Like I watched a lot of TV as a kid, and you're a cable girl. Um, I watched it a lot. Yeah, I was a yeah. cable girl. Sonia, it should be before cable cut BCC. Yes, That's, thank you. Yes, there it is. I think your brain was trying to do that, <laughs> and then it, was. I just yeah. didn't listen. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I didn't take my ADD ra- meds today, so it's gonna be fun. You're raised by cable, then. Yeah, my parents will love okay. to hear that. Uh, interesting. Sean? I was not raised by cable, and I was pissed about it. I uh, only had CBC and CTV growing up until I moved to the city when I was 17 for university. Really? Yeah. And everyone else had cable, and I was jealous because I was like, look at all these channels. Little did I know. Once you could look at all the channels, there was garbage on every, every one of them. <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah, when I moved to university, then I got, I would just like be that kid that was out in the residence hall, like in the public Uh place, like watching the TV. And and since this is 2005, I was like absorbing a shot at love with Tila Tequila. I was doing all of the flavor flame or a flavor of love, I guess. Like I saw the iconic moments. I saw pumpkin spit in New York's face. I saw... (laughs) I saw delicious leave a poo on a staircase. I, I was there for everything. Was she I, the same one who tried understand. to microwave that chicken? That was haughty. Okay, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, haughty believes that she looks like Beyonce, which sparked oh, yeah. the iconic New York gif of her screaming, Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what you're talking about, Sean. Oh, that show! You gotta watch it, Jerry. <laughs> it's really okay, good. I'll check it. It's it's honestly it the out. maker I... of, of many gifs. Oh yeah. And introduced I... us to uh, an iconic character of New York, Pollard. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Um, um, I, I grew. But uh, I will say that my yeah. relationship now is basically mm-hmm. the same as it was in 1997 because I don't have cable. I don't even have a TV. I just watch on this trusty, oh. noisy laptop. Hmm. Ah. Uh. Old Sparky, as you call it. Yeah, old Dusty uh, Sparky. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, wife of the show and I cut the cord six six or seven years ago. No more children for you, eh? Yeah, <laughs> not, not 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 a single you know not not a single uh, TBS or CTV to be had by mm-hmm. us. Um, but uh, we had moved and we were like trying to sort out the best deal with Sastel or something. And, uh, we, we, the, the operator, I don't know what you call her, the lady on the phone helping us do this said like, oh, if you didn't have cable and you did, you lost your home phone line, this is how much it would cost. And we were just both like, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of money. So Mm. we're done. Like, we are just going to cut it. Um, we had had stints without cable before, but, uh, Ellen does still enjoy cable. Um, I wouldn't say I was raised by cable. But I would say that cable was our like my little brother. 
Mm. Like, it was my third sibling. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's because, honestly maybe more accurate for me as well. Yeah, and, like, like especially, I don't know, in the 90s, like, there were moments, like, I don't know if you guys watched Third Rock from the Sun, mm-hmm. but they had a 3D episode once, and it was all the rage. Everyone was freaking out. You had to buy the glasses. I swear to God, they don't work. No. All the, <laughs> you know, all this kind of, like, uh, but, like, we had, like, 15 people over at our house to watch this show that one night. Wow. And it was not that great. But, like, it was just such a big deal. And, like, you know, do you guys remember everything with the first Survivor? No. Not really. My See, the oh, thing man. is, my parents, well, my dad especially, isn't really a TV person. So I feel like it wasn't as much of a, like, family thing that we would all watch it together. It was like, I love TV. My mom kind mm. of does, but mostly to watch movies. I remember the culture around Survivor and, like, yeah. the jokes that the guy that won was, like, a naked gay man, which I was like, wow. Um, yeah. But that's, like, yeah, I, maybe I should get into Survivor. There's, what, <laughs> uh, 25 seasons? Yeah, like Something 400. Like that. Uh, I have a friend of a friend who has watched all of it, and yeah, he same. loves it. And uh, he's at, he's now getting into other countries survivors. Oh, like that's they, how you know you're uh, Yeah, yeah. No, homeboy, he's got he's got a bad boo boo. Um, he's outlasting anyway. them all. <laughs> uh, guys, do you like cable? If it was free, would you take it or no? Yeah. Do I also get PVR? Because that's a key. No, oh. no uh, that's a I don't question. Know. Maybe I don't know. Because that's the thing, follow-up. okay. So every t- whenever I go to my parents' house now, I'm like. Hey, I'm just going to check out what's on TV because, like, I just want to know what Cable's up to, you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. an old boyfriend that I'm not, like, in love with anymore, but I do just kind of want to know what, what he's curious. up to. I'm curious. Um, But commercials, you guys, I know we're going to talk about this more, but, like, they're the worst and there are so many of them. And so the best is to just PVR stuff. Like, my parents just PVR every episode of Jeopardy. And so often mm-hmm. when I go to their house, I just watch Jeopardy and then you can just fast forward through the commercials. And I think that once you've experienced that life, I you don't think you back. can really go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about the... I, uh, we can kind of get into this now. Mm. Commercials to me are so novel now that I really enjoy watching them. That's fair. Okay, but here's the thing. hour two, and it's the same one again and again and again. This is the problem, is that... So when I was a kid, the commercials were amazing, right? Like, Mm. they were things you wanted. They were very... uh, They were, like, um, imaginative and, like, funny and, like, weird. Or, like, I liked commercials. Mm. But Mm -hmm. when we hosted that Oscar party, and I saw more commercials than I've seen in many years, and they all were... (laughs) promoting the same car like literally it was the same commercial like this is the car this is the weird show mascara yeah and Mm -hmm. or like then shampoo which why do you need to do that people need shampoo they'll buy it but anyway i was like these commercials are terrible and i feel my soul dying every time we watch the same one or like oh at that time there was like the mike's independent was doing a bunch oh, or like superstore was it shop like, like a mother shop like a mother and i was like <laughs> if i hear this one more time i'm going to throw myself out a window <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know i i've also noticed that i think from i could be wrong uh, you guys sean you're older than me so let me know but uh is there more celebrities in commercials now than there used to be 100 i feel like okay i i like like, you know, it's like, why is this person involved with this? Why is Eva you know, Longoria saying hyaluronic acid? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that never used, used to be to the be case. Alex Trebek, <laughs> it just used to be Alex Trebek selling life insurance and that, or a chip reverse mortgage or whatever it is. And that was it. Hmm. That was the only, per- that was the most famous person on well, commercials. Well, he was the only famous person, if you'll recall. Yeah. If they, yeah, they should the have world? had, yeah, Jennifer Aniston singing the Yo Play theme song, like uh. Me Mama, but yeah, then, oh, you know, uh. it would have sold it, but yeah, I, I don't like this because the celebrities not, I don't know, I don't believe them. I don't yeah, buy their it's product. like okay, so you're here for a paycheck. 
Yeah. I think we've yeah. kind of come full circle on that one. Um, mm-hmm. But also the other thing about cable that I noticed when I'm at my parents is like there's actually never anything on that I want to watch really. It's just the they money have, like, over and over. hundred plus channels and it's just like, yeah, I flick through them and I'm like, I guess I'll watch this. Mm-hmm. So there's also no, that. That's- yeah, that's well, and not having it has definitely changed mm. how I watch. Speaking of, uh, so we're going to divide the group, possibly unite us all. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> did you guys use Channel Thirteen to see what was on, or did you surf? Oh my god, Channel Thirteen is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that is my definition of hell: is just missing where, like, what you wanted to start on or what you wanted oh. to look at, and having to wait for it to flick through. This Why happened TV to me in a just hotel recently. Past, and then you're like, no! Uh, I, uh, I can't remember what age. Nine, maybe? My mom bought a new TV, and it had this thing that was basically a modern guide. Like, you'd hit the guide button wherever you were. Mm. You could still kind of keep watching in a little corner. And uh, I felt like a champion. Yeah. Like, I, like, all my friends were still using Channel 13, and I was in the future. And I, I could know things ahead of time and you could set it, you could, you could save channels that were your favorites. And I just had like uh, my top 10 and I'd, wow. I'd hit guide two times and it, I would like, it was incredible. You were that like Dr. Strange of the cable. Yeah. So did you guys like, did you surf or did you use the guide? I what would, you do? I would do both actually. Like oh if there was something I was trying to find, I feel like I would use the guide or if I knew something was on or like, I don't know. I, I do find surfing kind of satisfying. Like I still kind of will do that or like flick between things if I'm at my really? parents' house. Yeah. I think that might be the ADHD. But, I... um, <laughs> um, but yeah, but I would, I would definitely use that guide. And it's funny because I haven't thought about that in a really long time and it's interesting how once you sort of live a certain way for a certain amount of time, you forget how bad it was before. <laughs> but I, I just relived that feeling of like, oh, God, the channel I want to just scroll past. And like, it truly did take a lot of your time. Yeah, I, I am too methodical for surfing because mm. I if I go through them and there's commercials on 10 of the channels then I'm like, well, I actually don't know what's on those channels. So mm. I have to go to the guide and I have to take like basically explicit notes and see what's on every one and rank them together and see which one would work better for me. <laughs> and be five minutes late to the show you actually are most interested yes, in watching. Exactly. But he uh, knows. I, but he yeah. knows. Oh, um, I was 100% a guide guy mm-hmm. and I would still like, if the first thing I saw that I would want to actually watch, I would just go to it. But the odd time I'd wait because like at the fringe stations, there's always something, you know, like at the, mm-hmm. at the it's like, after, you know, from 14 to 20, there's cool stuff. And then from 68 onward or some some weird mm. thing like that. But uh, I, I, I do enjoy telling the story of my friend's brother, who is the worst channel surfer I've ever seen. Uh, he would watch TV and literally every 10 seconds he would change the channel, regardless of if he was interested in what he was watching or not. He would always watch at least two shows at once. And you guys, if they were both not on commercial, he would go back every five seconds and watch both. That's insane. It was insane. I yeah. feel I couldn't watch I feel it. slightly I sick. I couldn't. Yeah. And the time it took to actually change the channels, yeah. like he was mostly watching nothing. You're losing precious seconds. He there. just likes the activity. Yes. Um, Although, it was absolutely That insane. is actually kind of what having ADHD is like inside your brain. So yeah. I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't need that. I have that. <laughs> the surfing problem of getting when you when you're surfing and then you get into the the radio station like situations where you're just like, oh, I gotta go for a long time now, or like a bunch <laughs> of uh, the sport clusters or like the oh, porn yeah. plus clusters, and you're like, oh, I like I wish that you could just assemble all the ones you actually get in mm. or like want. And just a small, easy to navigate coaster, but instead you're all over the place. Mm. It's true. It's absolutely true. Uh, all right, you guys, that was a little cathartic, actually. That for was. All of us. It was. Um, okay, you guys, let's talk favorite stations. Mm. What do you got? What's your What's your top? What's your number? Well, one of your top five. I don't know. I'm not trying to put you in a box here. What's your favorite station? Go now or in if the I'm past? in front of oh, let's. We'll do both. Let's do mm. both. Okay, Sean, you go. 
If I'm gotcha. in front of a television, I usually will go navigate towards MTV. Although <laughs> I haven't seen it for a long time. And I I don't know. Because I love watching music videos, actually. But I don't know what's on there right now. Probably not a lot of that. Um, also, just from my watching habits, like HBO serves up the best. It's got Watchmen. It's got Euphoria. It's got mm-hmm. Game of Thrones when it was on. Um, it has Legendary now. Like, basically most of the shows that I appreciate are on HBO. But mm-hmm. if I had cable, would I ever get that? Probably not. Yeah, uh, I do have to clarify. Do you mean much or MTV? Mm, I would say much. <laughs> or yeah. much more, okay. or whatever it is. Yeah, it is. I think they have a bunch of channels now, don't they? Like three? Probably. I don't know. Are there it's, music it's videos on any of them? Yeah. That's all I want. Sonia. Yeah. What, what's one of your tops? I would say the first period of my life, YTV and Teletoon. Mm, Teletoon oh, and Family yes. Channel. Um, oh, those were like my you know TV awakening. And then, yes, like much music, much more music. If there was nothing good on much music, occasionally MTV, especially all of those um, dating shows that they used to have on there in the early 2000s oh, like, classic. Oh, like Next? Next. <laughs> so good. Um, and then, like, I would say, like, TLC is one that I'm obsessed with just for the sheer garbage of it all. I love Dang. that that used to be called the Learning Channel and then they had to change it because it hasn't had anything of mental value in years. <laughs> um, I actually do love nature documentaries, so, like, I would watch Discovery. I feel like I would watch Discovery a fair bit as a teen. Um, TBS always had good movies on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was, I, I'll have to jump on your, uh, I was a big Discovery fan. Uh They had a lot of, they had a lot of stuff, which I watched a lot of, that I now realize was really not in any way, shape or form educational. (laughs) Yeah. But like, like it was just about, are there aliens? Mm -hmm. And they had some scientists saying, no, there's not aliens. And then it would cut to a rendering of an alien. And that (laughs) for whatever reason, that was enough for me. Yeah. Um, And that was the beginning uh, of both sidesism and the end of modern democracy, everyone. (laughs) Apparently that was it. Discovery channel did it. Uh, But um, shark week. Oh yeah. You guys. Oh yeah. Like, what is that? And why did I... Wa- like, I would run home with my friend to get into Shark Week. And I don't even know what show was on. I was like, we gotta watch it. And I was always unimpressed mm-hmm. and upset about what wasting my time. But then it would come the next year and I'd be like, you guys, it's Shark Week. It's coming. I feel and that that is a case of, like, very successful promotion and advertising. Yeah. Maybe. Because we were all talking about it and I don't know anyone who actually felt very connected to the material. And did no, the sharks really bitch. do anything? They thrashed. There was a lot of thrashing. <laughs> so true. <laughs> a, like if there was like of... shark attacks live. But there was never really yeah. any of that. But it, it was always like, it was mixed between like, here's how we track sharks, which mm-hmm. is actually kind of like relevant and cool. interesting, yeah. And then like a slow, dark scene of a girl sitting on a stool with one leg yep. as she tells about the story where she got her leg cut. Like, you yeah. know, that with kind of stuff. With some cheesy reenactment, possibly. Yes. Extremely. Like, if they could spend $10 on this, they would cut that in half to get this thing <laughs> Just done. like that shark did to that leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, I, too, was a big TBS uh, watcher. Mm-hmm. But the one that that really I, I now look back and see was most important to me was uh, Cartoon Network and of all of those. And, and when I now reread about like all the things they did to get all of the creators on and like all the work the network put in just to get that content out there, it kind of blows me away and how they would just say yes to people because so many people fell through that they would just say anyone who could get anything will get you 15 minutes on this network. Uh, yeah. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just Absolutely nuts. Was it? Um, did we have the Comedy Network or the Comedy Channel? Uh, I think we had Comedy Central. Comedy Central. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you yeah. guys grow up together? And... <laughs> I just meant in Pretty... Canada. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You I know, Jared, yeah. at our shared childhood home. <laughs> yeah. We're siblings, Were we both... and we've been holding hiding it this whole time. <laughs> Where we both looked at the the same neighbor's house with the same TV. Yeah. Um, 
it, do you guys have the same relationship I do to CBC late night television? Um, what's yours? What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's 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 two sides to the coin, uh, and one of it is really wholesome, and then the next part is less. Mm. So so uh, like on Sunday about, nights like, the they would have. Eye? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that Ugh. is. <laughs> I am Sean. It's kind of sussy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, like on one hand, CBC at night would show a Disney movie or like something for the family or whatever, like the Wonderful World of Disney, and we'd all sit and watch it. Was that on Sundays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. um, and we'd watch that, and then for whatever reason, after ten thirty, there's no censorship that existed on CBC. Nope. And y- you could hang around with your nine year old friends and be like, "Let's hit up the CBC and see what's on." You know, and you'd see like some side boob, and then everyone would celebrate and clap. Celebrate! <laughs> <laughs> you boys would all toast each other. <laughs> we did it! Get out yes. the cigars, boys! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for a bike ride. Tell our friends. And oh, then you. The best part is that you'd like you'd meet up with your uh, like guys you knew from school at the schoolyard, but it'd be late, and they'd be like, "Did you see the side boob? We saw the side boob." <laughs> and then there'd be guys who'd missed out or whatever. You know, oh, no, you don't want good that. stuff. This, this it's rough. harrowing tales of Moose Jaw late night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we love it. Do, do you know where your what, children what was... are, Moose Jaw? Moose <laughs> <laughs> what 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 was the show you mentioned, Sonia? No, it was Sean Passionate Eye. The Passionate Eye what was is... like. It was like a kind of documentary uh, show where they would ta- tackle like sexy topics. And then Ooh. in between talking heads, they would also have just like a few softcore, like naked models from the waist up, just sort of caressing each other behind like gauzy <laughs> curtains. And you'd see like sort of like the hill of a, of a bosom or like a butt. And you'd just be <laughs> like, oh my God. But it would obviously never go any further. But there was always kind of the t- the tease that it might go further. Mm-hmm. In you between, like yeah. a sixty year old woman talking about like <laughs> some sort of uh, some sort of other concept. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, there's always the part the parts where like uh, I, have you guys ever seen Logan's Run? Mm-mm. Uh, there's, yes. It's there's one part. Yeah, uh, there's one at one point they change clothes and it's like the most they're freezing and they have to get warmed up and it is the least inattractive of either of them to be naked but they both take their clothes off cuz they're freezing and put on other clothes and for a moment you see both of them pretty much full on nude and uh CBC showed that and I was like did this guy forget like what's happening here what how did how did this slip through and you know then you call up your friend on the phone and uh <laughs> you'd be like, oh, go go to CBC because there's some side You're boob, seeing right? Logan's like, <laughs> <laughs> You waited so patiently to deliver that joke, Sean. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, so, uh, from from back in the day and now, what what are your favorite cable TV shows? What's What are some that, that uh, float to the top for you? This is so Trey Basic of me. But I watched What Not to Wear religiously oh because I thought it was legit style advice from yep. real fashion not? gurus. And it is very much not. And oh. to see Stacey and Clinton are coming for you, Sean. Oh, I'm coming for Stacey. Look what I've got her I've got her silver I, know, I love it. Um but basically you watch it now and they are like you have to wear your laced cami. You have to get your your blazer that that gets you right underneath the bosom. That's your smallest spot. And then you wear this huge boot cut over like a... A boot cut? Over like a little heel. And, and people were just like... as Also, Stacy's wearing like skin tight, like spray on black jeans and like looking very stylish. And you're just like, yeah. why are you making these women do this? But it's so addicting, you can't stop watching. Oh yeah, oh, and like yeah. there's a there's a, every once in a while a woman that like refuses to cut her waist length hair because of why no one knows, and it's just it was and now Stacy and Clinton have a feud, and they don't speak, it. and yeah, it's it's some cable drama, yeah. and that's TLC, uh, right? Yeah, that's so. TLC at its peak. It was peak. <laughs> um. 
yeah, I, there was a time when, like, the family channel was my whole business, so it would be, like, you know, even Steven's That's So Raven, Lizzie McGuire show, just everything I needed to know about being a teen, a preteen, really. Um, but then, like, there, I mean, a lot of, like, the best shows, I mean, I guess all shows are kind of cable TV shows if you really come down to it, except for some of the, like, more premium-y ones, but, like, you know, We've gotten a lot of really great shows over the last several years, like Parks and Rec, 30 Rock, mm-hmm. um, The Good Place is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think even, like, if you look at the difference between, like, 30 Rock and The Good Place, like, they're breaking that normal format. Yeah, right? that's like, true. Yeah, like, 30 Rock firmly in, but Good Place just keeps picking up where it left off. Like, yeah. it never stops, which is an interesting thing. Anyway, you guys, this has been great. Uh, but uh, we uh, unfortunately need to take a break. We're going to keep talking about uh, cable and all of its strange nuance and side boob when we get back. <laughs> you're, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Today we're talking about cable and all the things that are associated with that cord that goes into your house and provides limitless entertainment. But first, uh, do either of you know what time it is? Do you know? What is time? We have to wait for it to come back around (laughs) to see what time it is. Actually, not sure. That's fair. Uh, it's game time, oh. people. Wow. That was supposed to be the HBO thing. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought you were going for I thought you were going for NBC and then forgot. <laughs> I thought you were going for NBC one. Is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just had a small stroke. Uh, for those who don't <laughs> For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally 10 seconds this week finding a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great big laugh. <laughs> Are you two ready to play the game? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That means yes. This week's title... <laughs> uh, yeah, no better. Uh, this week's title is Rocky Road. That title again... Rocky, Rocky Road. Road. Rocky Road. Sonny, do you want to go first? Sure, I can. Um, I think Rocky Road is a syndicated television show from the 80s um, about a family and the preteen girl is obsessed with Rocky Road ice cream and there's this local ice cream shop and every episode... They have like a they have like a rotating like special flavor at this ice cream shop, and every episode is her going to see if they have Rocky Road because it's her favorite ice cream, and she has hasn't had it for a long time. And then there's always shenanigans and some reason that she can't get the Rocky Road ice cream, or like they don't have it. You know, it's just classic sitcom where like it just is kind of an eternal loop where nothing really changes except for that she can't get the ice cream. Oh, that's too bad. And Sonia, what 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 network would this be on? Um, CBS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Oh. Sean? Sean? Um, so mine, my show is about uh, a city planner named Raquel Road, who um, <laughs> is very, her one goal as city planner is to build this very, this interstate sort of highway that connects a lot of things. And she, it's her pet project. She's very excited about it. And it's the whole show is just kind of her dealing with all of the pitfalls and problems that come along with building this huge highway that everyone has dubbed the Rocky Road. Amazing. Named after Raquel. John. Named after her. Named after her. Yeah. Uh, what network is it? Yeah. What network is it on, Sean? Um, TSN. They're really okay. looking for okay. content planning- right now. There's no sports. So. <laughs> City planning is a sport. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you both. Uh, Sean, you are not close. Sonia, you wow. were pretty close. Like, you, like, like, I'm not going to call it a win, but at one point there, I was like, oh my God, she almost got Can it. Can I have but a half no, point? This is ridiculous. You, I will award you a half point. Yes. yes. Wow. Finally tied it point. up after two and a half years. <laughs> What's the score now? I'm pretty sure Sean has half a point and has for a really long time. 
I think that I might don't be even true. remember the success um, that I had. I don't know what it was for, but I remember. I have no that idea either. And I think there's a guest who has a full. Point. I think so. That's so weird. Yeah. Probably Jim. Uh, so, so uh, Rocky wrote as a TV series uh, from uh, TB from WTBS, the Superstation, uh, a cable network, uh, from September to 1985 to 87. 71 episodes, three seasons of this show, and I have never Sorry, heard of it before. Sorry, two seasons and 70 episodes? Three, three oh, seasons, 71 that's, episodes. That's incredible. a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's about um, the Stewart siblings who live and work in Pismo Beach Boardwalk ice cream parlor <gasps> they inherit from recently deceased parents. Anyway, the oldest kid is 22, and then 17 and 12, and the 22-year-old has to watch the other two, and the business is always failing, and there's all these other people who are involved, and uh, it's just sort of about their life trying to keep this ice cream parlor open. It's like Party of Five. Sounds kind of good. Ice cream. Almost, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I'm looking at, there's n- the only one character, uh, George Olden, has... Uh, a Wikipedia page because no one else was successful from this show. Uh, he is he's now a realtor in California. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's there's nothing here. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, the game is of course brought to you by the biggest theater in town, the Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center. Uh, we're 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 gonna we're gonna line up soon. You if guys, they don't open those doors. I but have a secret. I got to see me a spirit bear. <gasps> I what? went to a film in theater this week. It wasn't the oh IMAX, but I went to the Landmark Cinema and I watched Dirty Dancing and I bought an incredible amount of popcorn and pop and it was very fun. And I paid five dollars. Did you Wow Did you uh did you wear a mask at all? No. I didn't. Did but you there was sit? not a, there was like basically like, no one in the theater. Except for a family that was at wow. the back and the mom sang along to everything. With you. Well, of course, I was singing full voice as yeah. well. Yeah. We harmonize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and you can tell me otherwise, but I'm going to choose to believe that at one point you ran to her. And she, she lifted me you. right into the air. <laughs> <laughs> she caught you right in that water. Because uh, no one, no one put Shawnee in the corner. Okay. Uh, I'm picturing um, Also, it. you guys, I'm Patrick Swayze right was, is not attractive and was not attractive. And I, I know this might be controversial, oh, but... Is he, I was skeeved out by him the entire time. Oh my goodness. Anyway, continue. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's a little... You want me to just carry on from that? Yeah. Okay. Whatever, Sean. <laughs> um, so the next episode will be Patrick Swayze. Easy. <laughs> the Swayze um, episode. Easy. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. I gotta think of a way that Swayze works into March Madness somehow. I'll work on that. Um... I got, I got some time. Uh, you guys, we're talking about cable today. Um, we kind of left off at what old sort of old shows we were watching on cable. What new cable shows have caught your attention? And uh, that's kind of going to be a hard question to ask, maybe. But uh, we'll see what, see what we got. You guys watch anything new? Also, Jared, you didn't tell us your old cable shows. Other than oh, Shark Tank. my old cable shows? Uh, uh, definitely Seinfeld. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, my brother and I watched that relentlessly. Really... Uh, TBS was yeah. king, and uh, we were movie guys, and TBS had movies, so you could just, um, once we got the movie stations, mm. I can't remember what the Canadian one's called, uh, Movie Network? Yeah, I movie? think it's literally just like the movie channel? Movie channel, yeah. Once we got that, it was over. Mm. Like, that's what yeah. we would watch. Um, and then there were no commercials on that or editing, so like, you just had to wait. But uh, that's where like my, my first big John Carpenter hit came from as a kid and stuff, so... That was that was it for me, um, and I uh, I really got disheartened with cable after I don't know nine seasons of Survivor or whatever. Like at some point, I just remember like this is bad. Mm. Like this is not good. This is this is terrible. But uh, yeah. Anyway, what new shows are you guys into? Uh, Anything? <laughs> Everything I watch is I, just I, like I've... added to Netflix or Crane. Mm. Sure. Yeah, like I guess uh, Drag Race is technically cable. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. Broad City when it was on. Yeah, a lot of the stuff I, I watch is like from HBO. Mm hmm. What else? 
I'm like, what do I watch? Uh, but I, well, I would, I would like to bring something to the group's attention. Okay. Sure. So as we're all aware, the reason that we're doing this cable show is because I was with my in-laws, uh, where they have cable and, uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a world I've, I've, I've strayed away from that. I revisit every once in a while. I have seen infinitely more blue bloods in the past week than I would ever care to admit, but it's a, it's a TV show about cops in New York, uh, with Tom Selleck and, uh, what's his name? Donnie? Robert? Uh, War- yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. There's there's quite a few. Uh, Stacy Keach plays this priest, which is kind of weird. Um, there's there's a lot of big names in it, but it's all a little troublesome now with all the things going on yeah. around cops and stuff. And like the whole presentation is cops being like a brotherhood in New York and stuff is really, I'm like I'm not sure how that works in today's world, but Doesn't it's there. Well. Anyway, I didn't pay much. Yeah, I didn't pay much attention to it, but the show I did pay attention to. What is folks, this? Is a little show called Mountain Man. Mountain Man. Mm. What that? Yes, it it is a show about American. It's men and women. I don't know why it's called Mountain. Come man. on, mountain people. Uh, who live, sounds fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mountain uh, folk. Who, mountain mountain folk. Who live? <laughs> uh, they live off the land in the United States, and they're like very outdoorsy and woodsy. Cool. And like. It's it's simultaneously a show about a man digging a well under his house in the Ozarks, while it's also a show about a guy trying to find meat for the winter by killing an elk and dragging it back like two hundred pounds at a time, and uh, it's just crazy. Um, but it really wouldn't work without these commercial breaks. Structurally, like it needs just building a hole. Yeah, under like, your like house everything's. Works. Everything's just built up to the next commercial break, and it's a cliffhanger mm. every five minutes. Like, every, it's just endless. Anyway, oh my god. There's also a show called Alone that my in-laws like to watch, where these people are in Alaska during the winter, and if they live alone for 100 days, they get a million dollars. And I'm adamant that I could pull that well, off. We've we literally have just been doing it. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem as special now, does it? Give me my million dollars. <laughs> well, no, but but they're like, there's no, they have nothing, right? They're just out in the middle of nowhere. Like, Did you guys hear like, my door alone, slam? Alone. Are you okay? <laughs> so, sorry, there's it's a cross draft to my apartment, and sometimes it slams my bedroom oh. door shut. A ghost. Anyway, oh. sorry. Anyway, no, that's uh, that's that's guys. I want to talk to you about uh, a word, which is a, uh, I don't know. It's it's a hot it's a hot topic, mm. and I think we're all gonna get really fired up about it. Great. Um, what are your thoughts on syndication? Jer, can you explain it to me? Because I think I know <laughs> what it means, but I, it's one of those things where I'm like, does it mean what I think it means? Well, Sonia, uh, that's when a show airs mm-hmm. and it's had its moment and then it's sold off to another network, uh, rented rather, to another network to show again, apparently 3,000 times a day. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's also known as a rerun. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think we're all quite familiar with how this works. Uh, it seems to have no care about order mm. or how it's play. You know, like it's just on, and it could be the same episode as yesterday, and these people don't seem to care. That's how I watched the same uh, episode of Simpsons forty-five times. Yep, that's exactly true. Um, what? So, what do you guys think about this? The practice, the act, the thing itself. Well, since I literally do not do appointment television. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've never found, like, I'm not rushing, obviously, at this point, definitely not. But you're not I'm not rushing home to be at the TV at 7 on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So syndication's a part of my life. Except not anymore. <laughs> but when I go home, then I'll be like, oh, I'll catch this Will and Grace episode with no context mm-hmm. of what happened before or after. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. don't really need it. You're just like, oh, Grace is dating sure. this guy. Will's dating this guy. Well, that's the thing. I feel like with certain sitcoms, it kind of works better because they exist in this, like, state of non-temporal change. Like, mm-hmm. it's just static forever. Like, in the same way that, like, the... What what was it? Like, you know, like the, how the Simpsons don't age, you know? Like, it's, like, outside mm-hmm. of time. But so, the status quo is always maintained. Yeah. But I feel like there has been a shift towards... These sort of like drawn out narratives with TV now where people are kind of exploring like how you do more 
of uh, certain arcs and stuff. So it maybe mm. made more sense at one point in time with kind of the style of TV that was made. But yeah, now it's just like, it feels, it feels like, yeah, it's just for money, I guess, mm-hmm. is how I feel. This used to annoy me so a lot with my- Arrested Development because I always would watch mm-hmm. it at 5.30 on CBC. But they literally played it just a spinning a bingo wheel and like depending on what episode it was. And so I could never mm-hmm. really keep a good grasp of the storylines. And there's things that are kind mm-hmm. of through, like, you know, through jokes that you're just like, it was not, it was not in the right order. Yeah, that show's so mm-hmm. meta and reference heavy. Like, I feel like it would be so confusing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, I I don't really do this I, a ton. I might do it more with movies, but do you guys rewatch things? Yeah. You, like, uh, like, my wife watches, well, sorry, wife of the show watches and rewatches Drag Race yeah. at an incredible rate. Like, you know, I've seen the same season nine times. Like, it's a lot. So that's a lot of times. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys rewatch a lot? Is that part of your habits or not so much? Yeah, but it's it's like a sequential rewatch. So I think if I was trying mm-hmm. to do it via rerun, it would be infuriating. Because I actually yeah. really like... I mean, I think there's some some brain stuff about why, like, revisiting something that you know well is, like, comfortable and comforting. Um, but, like, you know, I've rewatched Parks and Rec a few times. Like, I recently did a rewatch of New Girl. I um, I Also, I think for me, because I forget stuff a lot, um, I often, like, have to go back. Like, I think I talked about this with Killing Eve recently, how I was like, I don't know a single thing that happened in the second season, so I had to, like, go back and rewatch it. So I think, like, and I think, too, we've all gotten very used to that ability and being able to kind of select what we go back to and stuff. And so mm-hmm. it's so weird to imagine going back to a time where s- some random network is selecting for you what you'd be seeing. Like, I think that's just hard. That lack of choice is hard for us to imagine now. Yeah. Interesting. Show. I, like, actually never rewatch hmm. TV series. Yeah. I rarely I I rare do. We watch movies, yeah. but, yeah, TV series, I'm like... Thank you so much, and then throw them away. Interesting. Yeah, I think the only one I've rewatched is Rick and Morty mm. in the past sort of few years. Um, and that may just be because, like, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of have a mental backlog of stuff. Oh, yeah. That that seems to never end. Um, you know, I just like, oh, I, we wanted to watch this, and then this is out, and so on and so on. But uh, like uh, we're just watching Shit's Creek right now, mm. like we're like we're that far behind. The Laguis are that far behind. Mm-hmm. So, but I think too for me sometimes when I feel overwhelmed with choice and I like can't decide which new thing to watch, sometimes it's just easier to go back and rewatch something that I've seen a hundred times. Oh yeah, no, weird. that's a feeling. I don't, I don't understand it all. <laughs> I'll watch a terrible movie before I watch rewatch something I liked. I think interesting. But that's just me, and that's just you. <laughs> Um, oh, oh. The beauty of diversity. <laughs> there it is. Uh, all right, you guys, this is the last question here. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's one I feel passionately about. Uh, live TV and news broadcasts. How do you feel about them? Take or leave? What are your thoughts? Mm, I guess there's always the yeah, oh, incentive that something shocking will happen on live TV. Yes. That's true. I should also clarify, do any of us... Is anyone interested in live sports in this group? Oh, Sorry. No. What? <laughs> like, it didn't even factor in. <laughs> like, is, is, is any of us uh, have a stake in the game there? Because like, I, I definitely say, like, don't. When the World Cup comes around, it's kind of fun <laughs> to get on but the bandwagon. Even but... during moments like that, like during that Raptors game, I swear I was like walking down the street and heard like yeah. a stadium of people cheer and was like, what's happening over there? I think the only one I care about is uh, the Olympics and uh, I don't even care if I see it in a timely manner Mm. usually because it's on the other side of the planet but also because I have a very advanced betting system with a lot of my coworkers at work but uh, that's that's why I've got a gambling yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's uh it's well yeah I mean it's for it's for bragging rights right so it's fine but um uh, 
Yeah, no, and, like, I hate the news. I don't know how you guys, like, I don't want anyone to read me the news. No, especially I... because the spin that they put on it, the things they select to tell us, and the sort of, mm-hmm. like, way that they convey it. I mean, we talked about both sidesism a little bit, but, like, I, it's not, it's not, I don't find it useful, and I actually think that, like, the current main, oh, boy, <laughs> the current state Ooh. of mainstream media has led to a lot of social ills, so I'm not that yeah. keen on watching any news network. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could we could have a news show, Honestly, and yeah. that would be yeah, that would just be us shaking our head for. We kind of did, two, but yeah. Uh, we would have to catch a, a a dinner show of like CTV news. I don't even know how I'd get yeah. there. I guess on the website. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's available. It's available. All right, you guys. I uh, I'm. I am weary of, of surfing channels and watching gods for something I don't oh, want to see. Let's, uh, let, <laughs> it hurts. It's rain. Wow. Uh, let's, let's move into a little segment that we call, uh, what you watching guys, what you been watching. Um, you guys, I just watched a series that I was very curious about. And then yesterday I discovered that it was on Netflix and it's called mm-hmm. Snowpiercer. Ah. Oh it, yeah. Sean, before you say anything, did you see the I movie? I did see the movie. And yeah, okay, so the movie you. was uh, directed by Bong Joon Ho, and was friend of the show. Friend of the show, Bong. <laughs> <Just kidding>. we <laughs> Love you, Bong. And um, oh my god, if only. And it was it was a very underrated film. I thought it was just going mm. to be super lame. Like just I don't know the trailers and stuff were just like it did not sell to me what it was actually about. And then I watched it; and it was very incredible. And so I was excited yep. for this series, and it. It basically, it like adds details to this sort of kind of tricky concept of a perpetual motion train that just is encircling the globe uh, with the last of humanity on it because the world outside is frozen solid. And they don't really cover how or why or like all of the events that led up to it in the film, but they do in the show and kind of how tenuous the relationship between everyone on the train is and uh jennifer connelly plays sort of the corporate Mm. like uh corporate dangerous person that is in charge of everything and she's so good in this and she's so severe and like uh and she just like will keep order by any means possible and i love her in this it also stars my husband david diggs uh the plot is there's a murder on the train. It's kind of a murder on the Orange Express mashup. There's a murder on the train, and he's the only homicide detective, and he lives in the tail end. So they, so Jennifer Connelly brings him up to help solve the murder and to maybe trade up for being moved up the cars. And, um, yeah, it's just really fun. It's also super cheap and bad in some ways. Like, everyone's in, like, a steampunk sort of rag drag. And uh, some of the writing is really clunky, but it's very watchable, and I had mm. a lot of fun. Nice. I gotta check that yeah, out. That Sean, does it does does it take place before or after the movie, or it, it does doesn't? It not really... It's not really related to the movie. It doesn't have any people in common or anything. Yeah. Okay. It's just the same concept. But also hmm. all of the okay. daily people who have, haven't seen the sun or eaten good food in seven years all have perfect hair, teeth, toned bodies, great skin. It's like, things like that that are very just like take you out of it, but it's fun. And Sean, just really yeah. quick, are, are you telling me you're picking David Diggs over Leslie Ols- Oldham, Odom Jr.? Oh, yes. 100%. Sorry, sorry Mr. Jr. Oh, <laughs> my God. Okay, okay. I just wanted to clarify. That's on the record now. Sonia, what have you been watching? Well, speaking of David Diggs and Leslie Odom Jr., um, (laughs) I've become slightly obsessed with finding out all the things I missed or didn't know about Hamilton because I saw this one video of a fan theory that has kind of blown my mind, and I would like to share that and a factoid with you now. (laughs) So one of the things that I forgot to talk about last week is um, one of the members of the ensemble who plays... She's not quite even a character, but she's called the Bullet. Do you two know about this? Yeah. The Bullet? No. So it's this member of the ensemble named Ariana DeBose who plays it in the film. Um, 
she's the one during Hamilton and Burr's um, gunfight. Um, she's like holding the bullet and walks walks across, but then you'll notice that she doesn't make it to him. So she actually is an omen of death throughout the film. Um, so just after you'll be back, she's actually the first person to die in the show because she's like, I always wondered what this moment was, but she's like passing secrets, I guess, about the king. And then she gets murdered by a red coat as he's going off stage. And then for the rest of the film, she's an omen of death. So like she, she like has a bullet at one point that like just misses Hamilton. And so he's like marked. So we know he's marked. She kills a red coat alongside Lawrence during the Battle of Yorktown, then shakes his hand, and then he's the next one to die. Um, she's the one who brings the message to King George about John Adams, which is like signaling the end of Hamilton's political career. And then she's the one who leads Philip to George Eaker and therefore his death. And then while uh, Aaron Burr is writing the letter to Hamilton that will end up being like the cause of, of them uh, dueling, she's the one who hands him the quill. And then during their their scene, she catches the bullet that um, Burr fires at Hamilton, but she doesn't actually reach him. The, the company starts to intervene. So the whole ensemble intervenes and actually like grabs her. She's ushered away. And then right in the, that last moment, Eliza takes his place and becomes the omen of life. And basically, um, the fan theory that blew my mind, sorry, I'm trying to go kind of fast, is that... Um, during the last song, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story, um, Eliza appears in the light and starts singing about all the stuff she did after Hamilton dies. And then there's this moment where she um, she basically asks, who will tell my story? And then Lynn, I always thought as Hamilton, passes behind her and then she turns and looks at him. And the theory is that in that moment, he's not Alexander Hamilton. He's actually playing himself, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and part of what makes me think this is true is that he mouths hi at her. And I'm like, does anyone say hi at any other point in this film? I don't think so. I think that's too modern. Anyway, um, and then basically he walks to her. He grabs her hand softly. And then he leads her to the front of the stage into the spotlight. And then there's this moment at the very end of the show that I never understood where she leans forward and gasps. And I kind of was just like, oh, that's her, like, seeing him in the afterlife because she's kind of singing about that. But what people think is that actually in that moment she's breaking the fourth wall and seeing the audience and realizing, sorry, I'm going to start crying, that Lynn told her story and is the one, and, and so it's like her realizing that the story lives on. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, there's Because each Eliza does a different thing at the end. Mm. Oh, interesting. I didn't each, know that. Each 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 person who plays... Yeah, that, that their direction is to do what they want. Interesting. So, anyway, that's cool. But we're out of time. Sorry. Uh, that's all the time. No, it's okay. That's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, Sean, Sean and Sonia, everyone at CGTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is coming up next. See you guys next week. Bye! Bye.